let's make our confession. Father, as we hear this kingdom word today, we combine our faith with this word. Our ability to believe has increased. That which you have promised is released into our lives. We will never come up short. We have faith in your word. No good thing shall be withheld from us. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, clap your hands just a little bit right there. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Somebody said, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. This is a temple. And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord saying, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Somebody say, he is good for his mercy endures forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of the Lord. Somebody say dedicate the house or dedicated the house of God. And the priests attended to their service. The, the Levites also with instruments of music of the Lord, which King David had made to praise the Lord saying for his mercy endures forever. Come on, say that with me. For his mercy endures forever. Whenever David offered praise by this ministry or their ministry, the priests sounded the trumpets opposite them while all Israel stood. Why are we standing? Because the glory is here. Furthermore, Solomon consecrated the middle of the court that was in the front of the house of the Lord. Somebody say the house of the Lord. We're just remembering whose house it is. So it doesn't operate like your house because it's his house. Amen. For there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offering because the brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offering, the grain offering and the fat at that time Solomon kept the feast seven days somebody say seven days and all Israel with him somebody say all Israel with him that included all of us a very great assembly from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt and on the eighth day they held a sacred assembly somebody say all of us 
Mm -hmm. For they observe the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. On the 23rd day of the seventh month, he sent the people away to their tents, joyful and glad of heart for the good that the Lord had done for David, for Solomon, and for the people, his people Israel. So he done it for King David, he done it for King Solomon, and then he done it for refresh. Somebody again say, all of us. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house. So Solomon took care of God's house and then God took care of Solomon's house. And Solomon successfully accomplished all that came into his heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for the glory of the Lord that's in this place right now. We thank you that you're moving upon your people. Not only are you moving upon your people, you're moving through streaming right now. Father, no one can govern the awesomeness of who you are. Father, our anointing is only to attract the glory. You will never anoint us for our own individual purpose. You anointed us like you anointed the priests to go in and experience glory. Father, let your glory rest upon your people that no ailment, no problem, no, no issue will be able to override how powerful you are in this place tonight. In the name of our King Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. You can go ahead and take your seats. Uh, we will have vendors in the back in the fellowship hall. So if you go through this exit door, keep straight, make your right, then make another left. You'll go in and there'll be vendors because I'm, I'm looking for people uh, who are entrepreneurs that I'm going to support and promote in this season. That's what I'm supposed to do. I got it right. I got it right. I got it right. So all of them who are set up in that fellowship hall, I am promoting them. So I encourage you, go to that room. In this portion of scripture, God is doing something and I've read it years and years ago and I wasn't as uh, eloquent as a preacher back then. Uh, so I went for the glory. I knew that the glory would cover all my flaws and frailty. I went for glory because I knew glory would cover all my flaws and frailties, all my insecurities. So I went for glory. I knew I was anointed. But I said, God, I want glory. And not only did I want glory for me, I wanted glory for my church. So I didn't have to have perfect people to build a dynamic church. I did not build this church with dynamic people. I built this church with glory-filled atmosphere. So you got to understand something. You never get glory without first having flaws. The reason you don't experience that much glory is because we're building with what we think are perfect people. You only get glory when things seem to be somewhat flawed. The glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former because the latter house was so flawed. The dimensions were so off that the glory was so great. You got to understand and read your Bible. While you're seeking perfection, you're losing glory. 
I'm going to say it again. While you're seeking perfection, you're losing glory. Because it's hard to have an attitude when you don't feel like you belong. <laughs> it's not that I passed all the tests. I just lasted through the tests. I've watched people for years get further and further away from glory. Because they got more and more degrees. <laughs> I'm preaching, Bishop. You notice God supported them when they had nothing. Now that they have something, it seems like you can't feel God anywhere around them. They were building away from glory when God wanted to saturate them from, with glory. It's not my eloquency. It's not my education. It's not my ability to lead. It is glory. This church didn't last through the pandemic because I made all the right decisions. It lasts through the pandemic because glory is on it. That's why I'm supporting these businesses. So I'm going to teach them how to get glory. Because see, sometimes the more you know, the worse off you are. So I chose to do this. I chose, the way I depended on him, my first sermon, Sasha, I chose to depend on him for the rest of my life to that degree. That way I can never become arrogant and prideful and mistreat people and mishandle people. Anytime I was firm, it was I was protecting the house for glory. I wasn't mad at anybody. I just need glory. I can't operate without glory. Uh, you may qualify, but I, I'm disqualified, not by my lifestyle. I'm disqualified by my inability to measure up. So glory makes a difference. So I look real good to the public because glory is on me. The church looks really good because glory is on it. This that was going on, Solomon understood. I need glory on this. That's why he said, I, I'm not asking for silver and gold and riches or nor the life of my enemy. I just need to know how to deal with these people that are not perfect, but I need to know how to deal with them. I need to go know how to go in and out with them. See, all your people are perfect. That's why they, str they strive with you and they fight with you because they think they're perfect. But my people, they feel like I don't deserve to be here anyway. So anything you say, man of God, I'm just going to go with it because I just don't feel like I'm supposed to be here. I don't feel like I'm qualified. You can put a title on me, but I don't deserve a title. I deserve hell. But now that I'm living in a place where I can go to heaven, I am going to rejoice in the Lord. And I'm not going to retract when it's time to praise because when it's time to praise, I'm going to lift up my voice like a trumpet. You want to know why? I don't deserve to be here. So, so I, I want to talk you through this because there's something very important in this. Because God wants us to look really good, but we got to maintain our sense why he's making us look really good. I don't think y'all have any idea what 2022 holds for you. I don't think you have a clue. Because if you had a clue, you would be trying to prepare. All you can do is put forth a good effort. But that thing that's coming in 2022 is like a tsunami. Because what's happened, there are more flawed for glory 
on the tail end of this pandemic. People said, the only way I'm going to keep my mind is through the Lord because I'm about to lose and I'm about to snap. See, if we had some real folks that said, I don't know how much more pressure I, I can handle. What you don't want to do is handle the pressure. You need to learn how to handle the glory because it's going to be the glory of the Lord that holds us together. Man, this stuff is just absolutely crazy. I'm you have to excuse my language, but it's absolutely crazy. Your neighbor, they holding it together off of us right now. But if it wasn't for us, and the glory is on us, they will fall apart. But now they're going to hold other people together because they've learned how to handle the glory. And see, we don't walk around with our head up high like we all that in a bag of chips. No, we were crumbled in a bag and God put us back together again. See, glory is on us, guys. I can't teach you how to be arrogant and high-minded. I can't teach you that, but I can teach you how to be broken and God puts you back together again. I can teach you how to worship until the atmosphere is so filled that seemed like the angels just sat down in the place. I can teach you that. See, that's why every opportunity is for God to use me because the only reason I exist is because glory came and picked up little old broken Birmingham, Bradford me and said, I want to use you because you realize you're not able without me. I, I was doing my stand-ups yesterday uh, with my video team and... Uh, you know, starting out, I'm warming up, so I get warmed up. Doesn't take a whole long time, and uh, they said, "Man, you're you're doing very well." And then I done some. I think what was it Monday, Lady Davis? I done some Monday for the radio at home. I think it was Monday. And then he said, "He said, man, you're excellent. No, I'm broken." <laughs> he said, "They said you're unnatural. No, I'm broken." So when they call me up in just a few minutes and say, okay, we need to do this and we need to do that. This broken me said, okay, I need glory. I need glory to show up. I need glory. They said, well, we're going to start sending you a script. And then yesterday said, no, we don't need to send you a script. Because if we send you a script, you'll study it so much that you wouldn't flow like you flow. Sometimes y'all have studied so much, glory can't show up. You have set the script so much. We can't feel anything when you get up, anything when you talk, anything when you're present. But when you understand, if it had not been for Jesus on my side, well. Would I be so I can sit with the little people and I can sit with the great people, and it don't matter who I'm sitting with because it's glory that does everything in my life. And you got to understand what's happening because in this season behind this pandemic, God is not choosing those who had it all together, God is finding somebody that's been shipwrecked, God is looking for somebody that's been through. Excuse me, I won't say it. H E L L, God is choosing somebody that seemed like I can't make it another day and the glory of the Lord is going to rest on your life and rest in the arena and can't nobody stop this church from expanding and growing because glory is on it. How are you going to decrease my reach when I'm an ocean?
something. You, you have to understand when, when the Lord has placed something on your life that's going everywhere. 23 people, stuttering preacher, and God says, I'm going to put something on you that's going to take what you do everywhere. In every arena, there ain't no such thing as culture barriers. There's no such thing as limitations. You'll sit with the homeless and also sit with prime ministers and presidents and kings. Solomon gave so much because of his belief system. See, I believed my Bible years ago. But I believe if I done what the Bible said, I would get what the Bible promised. So it's like this. The Bible is a contract to me. It's a contract to me. If I read something that fits my destiny, I take a hold of it and I come into compliance with it and then I watch it work. It's too late after 24 years and, 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 and untold victories for you to get me to believe that this book doesn't work. There has been too many victories based on the scriptures out of this book that has worked for me. For me to allow anyone to convince me that it doesn't work. I had my own tests. I had my own experiences. And I have my own victories. And I don't have to read about somebody else's. I have my own. I use this book. And this book brought me out of a poverty stricken home with a single parent. And you're going to tell me it won't work for you? You just got, you have to work it. I believe it. And I believed it so much until I saw it manifest. So Solomon heard from God, exercised what God said, and saw what God done. And he said, fire fail. What, what does that mean? Fire fail. The presence of God came into the room. The problem with the church is there's too many churches that's empty of its presence. I have never protected me, but I always protect him. Because I need him to stay. Because if he don't stay, I'm going to look like a fool after almost 25 years. That's one thing I don't want to happen, Lady Davis. So, so something happened. Something came into the lives of the people that King Solomon was leading. His, his father had experienced it before. But now he's training his son. You, you need God. He said, don't, this is what David said. Don't let your Holy Spirit depart from me. So he taught Solomon, you want to always have the presence of God with you. Because he is your restoration. He said, he was saying, I was a little bit foolish in a day. But the Holy Spirit didn't leave me and brought restoration to me. You can let every friend leave you, but don't let the presence of God leave you. I'm going to say it again. 
You can let, it's better to be on an island by yourself than to be with a lot of people where God is not non-existent. John on the island of Patmos had been born in oil and in isolation thrown on an island. And he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he wrote the book of Revelation. What revelation is God going to bring to you? And you think you're on an island all by yourself. And you've gone through anything and everything that you could ever go through. And all of a sudden on the day of worship, you in the spirit. So that tells me on the worst day of your life, you can get into the presence of God and you can lead the church. You can write to seven churches on the worst day of your life and you have been bored and all and your skin is hanging off of your body and you said you went into worship. So you got to read your Bible. You got to read your Bible because your Bible will get you through the most traumatizing things of your life. You see, when they, they went through, they didn't give up because glory was on them. I don't need light. I am light. Oh, that sounds arrogant. No, he said, I am the light of the world. He said that. So I believe it. So when I come in here, I light up. So I've never stopped believing while they're transforming sanctuaries and they're transforming the way they're doing things and they're doing all this stuff. I said, God, just keep glory on us. Keep glory on us because that's the only way we're going to make it. Now, I want to share something with you. I was thinking about, and then I'm going to get to the last five things, and we're going to be out at 8.30. You know, you're going to go, and you're going to shop. I'm going to be out at 8.30. <laughs> Listen. You know, I was, I, was, I was just thinking. I was thinking. I said, when glory doesn't exist, we have mixed signals in church. That's what I was thinking. So if glory's not in the church, you think I'm preaching at you. But if, if glory is in the church, the devil can't intercept my message and have you thinking I'm preaching at you. Because the Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Glory is not going to wrestle with flesh. So something has been manipulating the whole room because we don't have enough glory in the room to remove all the things and the mixed signals and all the conversations that are going on in the room while the speaker is speaking. Those conversations are going on because there's not enough glory to dispel those conversations. If there was glory in the room, none of those foreign conversations could intercept your thought pattern and keep you from being empowered by God. In these portions of scripture, you cannot see anything intercepting their thought, intercepting their unity. In, in, no, it was not there because glory was there. Somebody say glory. glory. See, you can't unify a people unless you have glory. 
You can work all you want to to have a multicultural church. You can only have a multicultural church when glory shows up. You can be the most anointed preacher, anointed singer, anointed musician, but it's only when glory shows up because glory is not prejudice. Glory doesn't see color. Glory doesn't recognize male or female. When glory shows up, God just uses that one that is ready for glory to operate through them. You can never establish what they call five-fold ministry without glory. It's not mechanics, it's glory that stimulates an individual where the senior leader knows it's not my time to speak. So if glory is here, I know who's supposed to speak. But if no glory is here, somebody's jealous so we cannot function together. But when we get glory, nobody's jealous of anybody. Nobody's bickering with anybody. Everybody's helping one another. Everybody's uplifting one another. Every ministry is doing its part. So when the announcements are going on, everybody's excited. When the offering is going on, everybody's excited. We're excited about everything because glory's in the house. Whenever we become isolated, it's because we don't have enough glory. Because when glory shows up, it doesn't matter if you're five years old or 55 years old. Glory's going to touch you. Somebody say glory filled the house. God's house is not built for just talents and abilities. God's house is built for glory. So we, we, we have to start shifting. We're going after the glory. It's not spooky. It's like you're sitting there and all of a sudden what you were bound by, you get free. No one laid hands on you. No one prophesied to you. No one gave you a word. And all of a sudden, you're free. The chains just fall off. I believe tonight we're going to hear chains just fall off. I believe that you're going to start thinking clearer than you thought for the last five years. I believe you're going to be so liberated in your heart and your mind. It's going to scare you because you're so liberated. You're going to love people. You're going to, you know, I can't figure out how I'm loving them. And I know what they tried to do. It's because something's going to break off of you tonight. When glory starts filling the room, just things that were holding us up, binding us, causing confusion and perplexity, all those things start dropping off. And we start running to people and we said, I didn't know. I didn't know I was not loving you. Now that I know that glory is here. I'm going to love, I'm going to love the H-E-L-L out of you. I'm going to talk good tonight, Lady Davis. I'm going to love it out of you because we're not going to let hell stay in the midst of us because glory is in the midst of us. And whatever problem we had with this one and whatever problem we had with that one, it's over because the glory is in the house. I am not in competition with anybody because you can't compete when glory is in the house. In fact, when glory is in the house, you always esteem others higher than yourself because glory is in the house. There's no small people and large people. We're just all God's people when glory's in the house. I don't believe God chose me, Bishop Scott, because I was the best fit. I think he chose me because I was the most broken. 
Thank you, Joe, because I know he'll do whatever I tell him to do. And I will, and I do, and, and that's why he chose me. Let me get you through these few, and then I'm, I'm going to let the worshipers worship a little bit more. Because I, I believe, I feel like something is supposed to happen for you tonight. I feel like something's supposed to happen for the streamers tonight. I don't think we're here by coincidence. I feel like something's supposed to happen for you tonight. Every time we come together in the Lord's house, something's supposed to happen. We're never supposed to leave the same. I don't want to leave the same. I, I refuse to leave the same. I'm not going to be troubled like I was troubled today. Not after tonight. No, no, I'm not going to allow worry to overtake me. Not after tonight. Because worry can't operate where glory is. Number five was. We will celebrate dedication annually for seven days and it will increase in number every year. So the Bible said they celebrated for seven days. If it were not for COVID, this would go seven days. We would have possibly two nights of just worship. We'll have nights like the fun night that we have coming up. But we're going to, for seven days, we're going to do activity, not just church service. We're going to do activities for seven days because God is so good to us. For seven days, we're just going to come together and we're going to enjoy life because Satan tried to steal our lives. I never would have known that I should enjoy life if I didn't realize Satan was trying to take my life. The people who know that the devil wanted to take you out, you should be enjoying life the most. You should be proven to the devil you were a liar. I was sitting there and I was thinking about it, but I didn't do it. Glory showed up on your behalf. You were in the car with the crowd, but you didn't go. Why? Because glory showed up. So we will celebrate annually for seven days. Every day we have his own activities. Number six, the people will return to their homes joyful and glad about what God has done. Your joy won't just end when the church service ends. When you go home, you're going to be in joy and gladness when you go home. That's what the scripture said. When glory shows up, your joy lasts longer than the church service. Can y'all handle being so excited and happy and you're not in here and we're not doing praise and worship and I'm not preaching and you're just sitting at home watching television and you're overflowing with joy and you're so glad. Oh Lord, look what the Lord has done. All my bills are not paid, but I'm glad anyway. All my family is not doing what I want them to do, but I'm glad anyway. I haven't had the best day, but I'm glad anyway. People start asking you, what are you so excited about? The glory of God is all over me, so it's hard for me to be depressed. 
preacher has lost a family member, but I, I can't help myself because glory's on me. I gotta have a good day because glory's on me. I don't know what happens to you, but I do know what's on you right now because you're in the Lord's house. I remember apostle, I tried to be depressed and it wouldn't work. I tried to be down and get up just keeps coming out of me. You ever tried, you ever tried to be depressed and it just, you just couldn't wear it. There's days I tried, oh, I'm just, oh, I got the right reason to be down. And all of a sudden you, you, you just pop back up. <laughs> they think I'm happy all the time, Sasha, but it's hard for me to be depressed because depression don't wear well for me. I tried to put it on because depression and grief is like a garment. I tried to put it on. It just doesn't fit. So I pulled it off and I said, I'll keep my own clothes on. <laughs> and people will all, they will always try to put on you what they think will fit you so that you can win the battle. No, David, all you need is a rock and a swing. You don't need somebody else's armor. What you have on right now is working for you. That's why you're here tonight. It's working for you. Don't let anyone change what works for you. You're only here is because you've done something that works for you. You may have drug in, but you're going to walk out because you have something on you that causes you to persevere when others are giving up and throwing a towel in. Something down on the inside of you says, I can't give up today. I, I want to give up today. Today, but not today. It's the glory of the Lord on your life. So, so they took all this. They took all this home with them. They're going to start seeing you at an intersection with your music turned up. Bouncing in your seat. It don't matter if it's gospel, country music, contemporary music. You just bounce in there. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. <laughs> some of your family, some of your friends will say, well, he went through or she went through the same thing we went through. Why are they so joyful? It's because you got a chance to get some understanding that glory of God is resting on you and you have every right to be happy and excited in the worst moments of your life. I am telling you when glory comes, it cannot, I'm telling you the negativity cannot dictate your mood. Your mood is coming up right now. Everything about you is coming up right now because the glory of the Lord is on your life. I know you don't understand it. We don't need to understand this one. We just need to enjoy this one. Number seven, last one. All that is in the heart, all that is in the senior leader's heart will be a success. So many people tell me, we're with you, man of God, do what's in your heart. But do you know what's in my heart? Let me tell you what, what's in my heart. You succeeding, you having a blessed life, you having a, a happy life, you having a victorious life, that is my heart. 
I don't have a heart to build a building. I don't have a heart to, to expand anymore. I have a heart that everybody that hears me enters into the joy of the Lord, which is their strength. That is my heart. I get excited. My wife gets excited when you're happy, when you're complete, when you're fulfilled. That is my heart. So if you know you're called to win, you're around the right person because I'm going to clap and I'm going to celebrate you while you're winning. And I'm going to I'm going to speak a word that will lift you up when you feel like you're down and barely can make it. I'm going to say rise up and walk because glory will get you up off of whatever you've been laying on. Come on, worshipers, come back. So many of us, because we were raised by people who may not have been knowledgeable. They may not have been knowledgeable. And they didn't understand what you needed spoken over you. And what you needed released on you. You can have great potential, but you need someone to help to release it. So what I'm going to speak over you is scripture, but it's going to release what glory has in store for you. I never wanted to be normal because I didn't start normal. I don't know what normal is. I never fit in. I have never fit in. I stopped trying a long time ago. I'm here to lead you to where you've never been. If you want where you've been, you get somebody normal. If you want something that's only been a dream and seemed like it was not obtainable, come on, run with me. Come on, walk just a little bit further with me. I promise you, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Oh my God. Neither has it entered into the heart of men the things that God has prepared for people like y'all. Just like you. Just like you. You who thought you were disqualified. <laughs> yeah. That's why God sent me to talk to you. You who thought there was no way. Mm -hmm. There is a way. I'm not asking y'all to sing the song, but he is a way maker. So every person that thought it, there was no way. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. Listen to this. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Verse 27. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. I don't know what you've been wearing but I want to tell you what you're about to wear. 
you're about to wear the blessing that's going to break every curse for generations back every disturbance to your destiny every attack on your humanity is going to break tonight because you're blessed you are blessed you are blessed regardless of what you've been through regardless of what you have experienced the blessing of the Lord is upon you Solomon released a blessing on the people and they went home joyful and glad the blessing is now working against every curse the blessing is working against every failure, every negative dilemma in your life. God is writing on your forehead now the blessing and now placed upon you. Therefore, God in heaven, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, now acknowledges the blessing that upon you. Whatever your hands touch, it shall prosper. Wherever the soles of your feet shall tread, it shall be your territory. God enlarge their territories tonight. Fill them with hope and joy and peace and fulfillment of life. Give them dreams that it takes generations to fill with God. Release riches and wealth on their life that they can't spend in one lifetime. God, give them resources where they, 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 they impact continents, not just a household. Father, we release the blessing now. We release the blessing now. Release the power of God now on the lives of your people. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Fulfillment in every area of life. <laughs> Father, we thank you tonight that what you're doing in this place will be etched in heaven and it will also be etched in the earth. Generations after these who we're speaking to will acknowledge them for this night. For this night is night of nights and this moment is moment of moments that your glory and your blessing stamps your people. They will never feel alone. Your presence is with them wherever they go yea though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death we shall fear no evil for thou art with us thy rod and thy staff conference us yeah huh. I just want you to take a fresh breath some of y'all have been able to breathe. Just breathe. Keep your mask on, but just breathe. Your life is changed forever.
Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. Refresh Family Church is more than a church. To find out more, visit our website at refreshfamily.church.